Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it. Back at it. Back at it. Again. We're back at it again, man. And for those of you that are listening to the podcast, salutes to everybody that's joining me, salutes to all the savages. We are going live. We're having this radio show directly after a New York Jets mind-blowing loss to the Miami Dolphins, 34-13. to 34-13, the New York Jets lost this game. And let me tell you something, Jim Boyle, this offense didn't do much of anything, and we are going to have some discussion discussion about it, all right? Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me tell you, to promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also, all right, on Twitter as well. Go on over to Twitter. Type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter, okay, at YoungJ000 for my personal page. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back, and we can go back and forth on there as well. I'm also on iTunes. Go on over to iTunes. Type in the Long Beach Joe Show. Subscribe to the channel. Give me a five-star rating, and leave me some feedback. I want to hear about what you folks think I do here I'm also on YouTube as well, for those of you that may not know. That's how we're live right now. We're talking to the savages. I see callers. I'll come to you all in a second. We're getting to everybody, man. This was a tough game to watch. So when you come on over to YouTube, which is Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? When you come over to YouTube, just know you're going to be faced with meet with some people, all right? You're going to be faced. You're going to have to meet them. And those people are called the savages. That's my chat, man. You want to know why I call my chat savages? Because they're savage. Listen, they don't care who you are, where you're from, what you do, what you're about. If they do not like your take, if they don't like what you bring to the table, they're going to let you know. All right? (laughs) And, boy, do we have quite a bit to let it be known about. We're going to get to the callers again, 515-602-9639, 602-9639. Give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell. We'll come to you guys in just a second. The New York Jets offense was horrific today. It's just as bad as we've seen, right? That continued today. To start the game off, Alan Lazard was actually inactive in this game. He was benched. He's a healthy scratch. The New York Jets, clearly, the New York Jets staff is keeping him and holding him accountable for his awful play that we've seen so far. But the offense was horrific, horrific on the day, okay? Couldn't score a touch. They couldn't score a first down, excuse me. Couldn't get a first down for the longest. They were like 0 for 8, I think, at one point for third down conversions. Couldn't get anything going. The Dolphins had well over 300 yards of offense. I think it was like 307 yards of offense at one point in the game. This is well into the second half. We couldn't even get 50 yards of offense. Nothing. The offense was so bad by the New York Jets 
that the Dolphins were up, okay? They were up at one point in this game, and we got extremely excited because Eccles, Eccles was actually able to catch and secure an interception and return it for a touchdown. He caught the interception, returned it for a touchdown, and that made it 10 to 6. 10 to 6 for the Jets. Now we're hyped. We're fired up, right? Because this is right before the half. We get a pick. We're feeling good. We get the touchdown. We get the score. We're on the board. It's 10 to 6. Everything's feeling all right. Well, then guess what? They come back. Tua throws another interception to DJ Reed. And we're like, all right, we got the interception again. We got another one. We're at the 45, okay? We're going into the half with this. Everything should be smooth and good. No, no. This is when the Jets' offense just fully burnt down. On first and 10 from the 49, from the 49-yard line, they decide to call a Hail Mary instead of kneeling it to go into the half. Tim Boyle dropped back on first and 10 at the 49 and threw a ball up into the end zone that gets picked off by Jay Hollins. It's a game. Well, Joe, what's the problem with that? That's not a big deal. Okay, Hail Mary gets picked off. Yeah, it got picked off by Jay Holland and returned 99 yards <laughs> through a bunch of lumbering Jets players for a touchdown before the half. That put the game 17-6. Miami, with an offense that was already struggling, we gift-wrapped them seven points before the half. Gift-wrapped them. The offense never really got rolling in this game. We can talk about the stats. A lot of stats, though, for Tim Boyle was in garbage time. Dolphins were kind of letting up. Keep in mind today, Tim Boyle pressured, just like another quarterback that was here with the New York Jets as well. The offensive line continues to show but they're having issues. Seven sacks today, lost 49 yards in sack yardage. Tim Boyle was 27 to 38, 179 yards throwing the football. He also had two interceptions. Tim Boyle was targeting check down after check down. Their guy's breathing down his neck. Max Mitchell today was getting destroyed, getting absolutely destroyed. Penalties the same. Newman, multiple penalties. We saw offsides penalties on the Jets. We saw Irvin Charles tackled a punter in this game. That was a flag. We saw Michael Clemens get thrown out in this game for throwing a punch and hitting a referee. C.J. Mosley had a flag as well. Now, I'm not blaming this on the defense here. The defense did all that they can do. They were holding up, but eventually they broke. It's the same stuff. We saw drops today as well. It's the same stuff. And the play calling, atrocious. 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 The offensive play calling is horrible. It's the same old, same old. And at this point, I don't know exactly what will fix the Jets' offense. I'm, I cannot wait to get to the lines. 515 I cannot wait to get to the callers because I want someone to tell me what needs to be done to fix this Jets offense. This offensive line is horrific. It's horrific. Even when the defense holds up, there's nothing they can do. Nothing. At one point, the Jets were 0 for 8 on third down conversion. We couldn't get anything. Nothing rolling. We couldn't even get past the 50. 
mind-boggling. The penalties continue. The undisciplined play continues. Everything just continues. 515-602-9639 is the number. We're going to the lines. I'm, I'm fed up. I'm just fed up with it all. We just we can't stop. We cannot stop. And the offense can't even get started. Can't get anything rolling. Zero. Goodness gracious. We're going to the lines again. 515-602-9639. is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Keep in mind, if you're a new caller, there's no cursing on my show. I don't allow cursing. Also, make sure that your background is clear of noise, okay? And also make sure that your phone line is good so I'll be able to hear you. If you want to give to the platform, Super Chat is there. Cash App is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you give is greatly appreciated. Also, please give the stream a thumbs up and subscribe. Hit that notification bell if you haven't already. Share the stream and the show across your social media platforms with your friends and your families. I just The New York Jets are in a spin cycle. We're now four and seven. And this offense is putrid. I'm talking downright putrid. And you know what else kills me right before I get to the calls? I'm coming directly to y'all. Is the Anabana Kanda still no carries in this game? No carries in this game at all. Why is that? What do we draft him for? Confused. We're getting to the lines, 515-602-9639. First caller we're going to. We're going to Val, man. Val's on the line. Rusty, 914-908. We'll come to you in a second. For those of you that do not know Val, he's a savage. Val salutes. We're here after a mind-numbing loss to the Dolphins, 34-13. to Val Give me your thoughts about what you saw today from this Jets offense. I'm just stunned by the ineptitude of it all. Man, oh, man. I said it was going to be 10 to 21 that we was going to lose this game, but wow. (laughs) What I seen today was ridiculous, like really ridiculous, man. And it's just like – I don't even want to hear about Devontae Adams anymore. Like, that, that is out the window. We got to fix this offensive line. The play calling, terrible, 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 mm. terrible. It's just like, man, like, what, what can we do as a, a Jet, like Jets fans, man? Like, I really don't understand. Like, if we have all these weeks that we're going through and throughout, do you think the Eagles are going to just sit here and just keep running out the same thing? Do you think mm. any organizations that are going to try to win a Super Bowl is going to keep throwing out the same thing? Even the Buffalo Bills, they had to throw out their offensive um, coordinator because he wasn't doing his job, and they beat mm-hmm. us, and they look alive again. Where is the adjustments from this organization? I, I, that's what I'm yeah. – it just seems like we're just punting the season – and we're just going to hope that Aaron Rodgers comes back and, you know, come and save the day and stuff. But how are you going to do this with this offensive line? And I feel – and, again, it's like we're repeating from what we did last year, man. It's like the defense mm-hmm. plays great in the beginning of the season, 
and then they're going to eventually burn out because there's no offensive balance. There's no offensive help. They're on the field the majority of the time. This defense got two picks, two picks, mm-hmm. and we still mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't do anything. You know, it took us mm-hmm. until, until the end, garbage time, to score a touchdown, which is ridiculous because we haven't scored a touchdown on offense in a long time, but um, a passing yeah. touchdown because um, Breeze yeah. did get a, a touchdown in the last game, but still ridiculous, man. And we just got 13 yeah. points. We should just – we should be definitely be happy because the time that we do get to 13 points is a whole bunch of field goals that we, you know, that we do. You know, Zerline has been mm-hmm. the VP of the off, offense – for how long, man? And, and Robert Sala, man, and and the Daniel Hackett. Oh my God, man! That, that's why I said the only person that, that don't deserve to get fired is the defensive coach. If you're gonna fire anybody, mm-hmm. fire both of them, but keep the defensive mm-hmm. coach because he's actually out there doing his job, man. Because everybody now, looks lifeless. Go ahead, Joe. Mm-hmm. No, listen, and, and I hear you, and, and I, I want to continue to hear from you. And again, we'll get to all the callers five one five six zero two nine six three nine. You're talking about firing people, and I've had this discussion multiple times yeah, I, I really with different people in my thought process. And I, I, just want, I just want to hear this from you. I know that there's a lot of people that are screaming and waiting for Aaron Rodgers to come back. I know that there's a lot of Jets fans that want people up out of here. How much of a reality do you believe it, it is or could be that we will actually fire Robert Seller or hack it this season? Do you think that's a reality? Zero percent chance. Zero percent chance. Woody okay. Johnson if, if is there. definitely why? not. Oh, because Aaron Rodgers. There you go. Okay. It's Aaron Rodgers. This is Aaron Rodgers' team for right now, and we traded, you know, to get Aaron Rodgers. We got our quarterback that you know we said we was gonna get, which I wanted Lamar Jackson, but other, you know, we're gonna put that to the side. But I definitely, <laughs> but he can't throw. But I'm, I'm gonna leave that receipt all the way to the side and stuff like that. But. Um, yeah, so, you know, we gambled with Aaron Rodgers, but I think this is Aaron Rodgers' team, and it's a 0% chance you hear Aaron Rodgers on Tuesday when he's with Pat McAbee. He's saying that everybody's to blame and stuff, and, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're throwing the blame at wrong people and stuff. So, you know, he's going to mm-hmm. come going to protect his guys and stuff, you know. that That's mm-hmm. rightfully so because they're all friends and buddies and stuff, so, I don't see that happening. So to answer your question, zero percent. He's come. They're all coming back, and like I said, <laughs> that better work next year because if next year doesn't work out, and then we're coming out probably not even making the playoffs, and we have another losing season. Oh, best believe mm-hmm. everybody's gonna be packing their bags. Joe Namath is gonna get his wish, and it's gonna be a whole change of scenery. Oh man, that's gonna be brutal. Yep. Now, my next question for you, Val. You're talking about this offense and how how bad they look today because it looked really bad. What changes do you think need to be made? I mean, what are your thoughts about what you saw? Would you go back to Zach Wilson after watching Boyle today, or are you going to Simeon? What do you think needs to be done, man? I mean, it's not even – Zach Wilson, like I said, Zach Wilson, he is not the guy – and nor he wasn't all of the problems and stuff, but again, mm-hmm. uh, you just see him. We just got a passing touch, touchdown, and we haven't got that with Zach Wilson at all. So I just feel like, and the ball is moving out a lot more faster, even though the the offensive line is, you know, is bad. But the thing is, it's a setup 
to because you have a pocket passer with a bad offensive line, so he can't get out of the pocket fast because he has to, you know, he can't really run that fast. You know, he's a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. He's a traditional pocket passer. And when you have pocket passers, you have to have a good offensive line. So the logic does not make no sense. And to answer your question, I will roll with Simeon, but it just seems like, you know, they just want their, their guys out there, their buddies that they've been rolling with for a couple of years. And, and Tim fits in that, that bubble so I didn't. I think he he didn't play good at all. But like I said, he's not the mm-hmm. guy either. You know, we've seen what we've seen what we've seen in the preseason. But like I said, the ball's coming out fast, and we we got some type of plays going, and it still yeah. looked the lifeless, but wasn't much. Here's the here's the thing, and I think that that's an interesting point. Now, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here because I love to give both sides of the argument. Again, I'm not a Zach Patterson. I'm just giving you both sides of the argument here, right? Here's the deal. We can talk about the ball getting out fast, but the ball's getting out fast and it's going nowhere. The New York Jets were, oh, I think it was oh, oh, at least 0-7 oh or 0-8 oh on third downs at one point. The offense was completely lifeless, completely <laughs> lifeless up until, like you said, garbage time. It looked trash, right? And that touchdown that came, yeah, it came in garbage time. The Dolphins had let up. But I remember the Zach Wilson that led a drive that was going to end up in a touchdown during the game as well as late in the game in garbage time, and C.J. Uzama dropped it and <laughs> hit him in the chest. Here's the thing, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Everything that we talked about with Zach Wilson when he was a starting quarterback before he was benched, the penalties and sloppy play, we saw that today. We saw mm-hmm. all of it, right? We saw the false starts from Newman killing the offense. We saw – um, you know, the, the, <laughs> we saw penalties on defense that gave the Dolphins first downs as well. We saw all of that stuff. We saw drops Absolutely. today as well. Four zero eight. I'll see you. I'll be coming to you in a second. We saw the penalties on drops. But what else we saw is we saw what? We saw the offensive line being mauled, and we saw Tim Boyle running for his life, getting destroyed. He was pressured high. Now, this again, this is a guy that knows the offense out the wazoo. He's been in his offense right. for years. And he's struggling with the pressure as well. We also saw missed throws today from Tim Boyle as well because there was a throw right before he took a sack where Garrett Wilson was breaking wide open over the middle. We all saw this, right? I've seen that. I'm playing mm-hmm. devil's advocate. I'm playing devil's advocate, Val. All of those things we blamed Zach Wilson for, penalties, pressure, drops, all this stuff, sloppy play, bad play calling, we said that was all Zach Wilson. Well, today you can blame Zach Wilson. Number two wasn't out there. It was number seven. So if the offense is still dead and lifeless under Tim Boyle, and it looked very dead and lifeless if the, if the, if the Jets – excuse me, if the Dolphins had kept with their pedal to the metal defensively because they lightened up, we all saw it. If the Jets – if the Dolphins, excuse me, had taken their pedal on the metal and kept it all the way, we wouldn't even got a drive or a touchdown. So if the, if the offense is just as lifeless under Tim Boyle or more lifeless under Tim Boyle than it was with Zach Wilson, why aren't we blaming Tim Boyle for that? <laughs> you can't really blame him. You can't because the thing well, why? is well, – We blame all... Zach Wilson for it, though. We blame Zach Wilson for all those things, Val. I'm, I'm just telling you. Look, last, last show we had, we talked about the issues that were right there, the penalties – there were penalties, mm-hmm. massive penalties in this game. We talked about drops. There was drops in this game, too. Jared Wilson dropped. He dropped one that could have been a touchdown. It was kind of joggled there a, a bit, but the, the, he didn't bring it in, but it hit him in his hands. 
He also dropped another football. We saw drops in other places. We saw an offense that was lifeless and struggling, no running game. Uh, today, the running game was null and void as well. Brees Hall had 25 yards rushing. The New York Jets had 29 yards rushing total today. Total. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so why aren't we blaming Tim Boyle for how dead this offense is? All right, so I would say I would say it like this. So we're playing devil advocate. Okay. So I would say he went 27. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm explaining it. He went 27 for 38. He got the ball out of his hands fast. And, yes, it was lifeless. But at the same time, you can't have Zach Wilson. I mean, he could extend the play with his legs, and it took him until week 10 to actually do it. I mean, the pockets be wide open for him to actually. He had a better offensive line behind him than – Tim Bowles had today, you know what I'm saying? So I could say you can't really blame Tim Bowles about that, but Zach Wilson had plenty of opportunities. He had multiple games from preseason to up to, you know, week 11, week 12 and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, I, I really can't blame Tim Bowles. I mean, like I said, he's not the answer either. I, I feel like we have a weak quarterback roster right now um, besides mm-hmm. John Rodgers being injured. We mm-hmm. should have got somebody – better in here, in my opinion, and we really wanted mm-hmm. to push and actually win some more games. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I got to say about that. And um, and also, man, I, I got to say, the play calling mm-hmm. is terrible as well, too. It got to go from coaching, because if you just look at the game, you've seen the I'm offense, saying. the offensive plays. Did you see the offensive plays, the trickeries? They know how to use their guys mm-hmm. that could put um, push it on the top. They had mm-hmm. um, this man, Terry Kill, on, as a running back, ran a, a little slant, um, a wheel route, and then caught a touchdown and absolutely, you know, scored a touchdown and stuff. It was just – it was a lot of trickeries. You could tell that they put in a lot of work on their offense, and you see why mm-hmm. they be putting up a lot of points. But we're, we're running elementary, um, basically, plays. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where, where did, where, where's trickery? We're getting rid of our what weapons, is- and now you – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Finish. I'll let you finish. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm saying we're we're getting rid of, rid of our weapons that we could have actually did that use that for, and now we have injuries at the wide receiver. Why are we getting rid of depth? And then now we have injuries, and now we got to result on players that you know was not not to diss them, but it was undrafted. Mm-hmm. It was undrafted. Yeah. You could have had players that actually had experience that actually went to the Super Bowl, and he couldn't even get no snaps. It's ridiculous, yeah. man. Like. here's what I don't understand, right? Going back to Boyle. Tim Boyle has been in this offense for years since back to the Packers. Mm -hmm. Yep. We were talking about Zach Wilson and saying, hey, when are you going to open up the playbook, right? When are you guys going to open up the playbook? Oh, Zach doesn't know the playbook. Zach doesn't know. Zach doesn't know. Well, what is the excuse today? Oh, Russell Wilson didn't know either. Huh? Russell Wilson didn't I mean, know the I'm, playbook either. So. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to go today? there. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the excuse today? Because Tim Boyle knows the playbook back and forth. He knows the offense back and forth. What is the excuse today? I'm just no asking questions. Again, I am not a Zach. I'm not a Zach a pacifist. I'm not, I'm not a Zach a apologist. None of those things. I'm just asking Tim Boyle, y'all, t- and mind you, Nathaniel Hackett brought in Tim Boyle. That's his guy. That was his answer to backup quarterback duty. Right. That was his answer. That's why he's here. 
He was actually here to help Zach Wilson learn the offense along with Aaron Rodgers. And we're uh-huh. seeing the same things. And also saying that Zach Wilson wasn't pressured. Zach Wilson didn't have much of properties. He was one of the highly, most highly pressured quarterbacks in the league when he was starting. He was yep. pressured out the wazoo. Yes, he was. So he I don't was know. running for his life. Before, before I let you go, Val, give me your thoughts on Alan Lazard being benched, a healthy scratch. What are your thoughts about that? We're going to get to the other lines after you take they're now holding players accountable. They're trying to stay face and stuff. Like now, you know, even Michael Carter. I just, I, I just feel like what they did with Michael Carter was, you know, I, I think he probably went off on them, and then you know they just end up just waving him and getting rid of him and stuff like that. That's my true opinion. But it's mm-hmm. just like man, because you know Michael Carter, he doesn't hold his tongue for too long, so it was, mm-hmm. it was about to happen. But I just feel like I don't. And you was just talking about it. Where is Izzy? <laughs> where mm-hmm. is he? Like, where we're gonna where we're gonna see our rookie running back that you drafted, and that we that actually showed up in the preseason and stuff like that? Where's your young guys? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah. man, it, man, man, I, I really feel bad for us actually watching these games because now we're starting to get to the Adam Gates era. Um, get yeah, we're about to get back to the Adam Gates era and the way how oh. the vibe is, man, because it's really bad. And it's, the thing that sucks about this. We actually have good players. We have great players, and we're still looking like the Adam Gates um, offense. But we was actually scoring more. And then now people are saying, you know what? Adam Gates is probably better than this on offense. Oof. That's really good bad. Lord. You you headed into that territory. That's terrible, man. That is very terrible. Yeah. I can't even say Todd Bowles because Todd Bowles he was winning games. But yeah, all right. <laughs> Listen, Val, I got to slide off. All right, we'll hear from you. Maybe we'll hear from you later on again this show. If you'd like to call back in again, uh, I'll, I'll welcome it. But we got a lot of callers. we got to get to them. i got to go, man. Thank uh, you for calling in. You have yourself a good one. No problem, man. Everybody like, subscribe to Joe, and keep doing your thing, Joe, and salute to you, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Listen, we're going to keep getting to the lines. I'm just asking questions. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> I am not a Zach, what do they call it, a Zach truther. I'm not that guy. I'm not. I am a fair and balanced Jets fan, all right? If I would have been a truther for anyone, it would have been Sam Darnold, and I bashed him too. <laughs> I bashed him too. When he sucked, I, I came on here, and I am a Trojan man through and through, fight on. And when he was trash, I ran up here and told y'all he was trash. I was running so fast up here when he was having bad games. I would run so fast up here. I I burnt out the soles to my shoes. I was running up here with holes in my socks, screaming, couldn't wait to tell (laughs) y'all. I was running up here so fast. I'm just asking the question. Everything that we blame Zach Wilson for, we're still seeing, and he's not playing. Legacy Breaker, I see you in the chat. He says, stay on that right there, Joe. (laughs) I'm just asking. That's all I'm doing. You're talking to me about pressure. You're talking to me about this. Zach Wilson was one of the highest pressure quarterbacks in the league. He couldn't drop back without somebody in his face. Y'all can look this up. I'm not making this up. These are all, like, you can research these stats. Drops, we saw that today. Penalties, we saw that today. Penalties that cost them, that set them back, we saw today. Holding calls, all kinds of things. 
And we also saw the play calling was still suspect. Even though you're starting the guy that knows the playbook damn near better than anybody else except Hackett and Rodgers. What's the excuse? We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Next, we're going to Rusty. G, I see you in the building. You'll be up next. But we're going to Rusty. New callers. Hold on. We'll get to everybody. Listen, <laughs> for those Godzilla. of you that do not know, Listen, for those of you that do not know Rusty, he's a savage. Heart you, Joe, and fellow savages. Oh, boy. Salutes, Rusty. Rusty, I'm sitting here, and I'm just asking questions. That's all I'm doing. Everything well, I can I heard, tell because you're asking for those extra Trojans because you're about to be in our division next year, so I understand what you need. Let's go, the Ohio State. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I love you, fam. I had to. All right, let's go. Let's adjust. I got you. All right, all right, all right. I love okay, you. okay. All Rusty, love, fam. All, all right. Fight on. All right, all right. Let's 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 put that aside. Let's pick up our Jets jerseys again. All right, hold on, Rusty. Yeah, now we did some laughs. Before it happened. I, oh, the Jets <laughs> offense is funny enough. I, I, uh, you I, said it best, putrid. Can't I, go wrong. Yeah, I'm sitting here, and I'm wondering what's going to happen going forward with Tim Boyle. Because all of the issues that I was told were only issues because of Zach Wilson, I saw today, and Zach Wilson was not playing. Rusty, me and you were sitting here. We were, yeah. I, I, I'm live. Me and you were sitting here, we yeah. were conversating in the chat. This offense was dead, talking lifeless, almost comically dead, right? Even yeah, after like, the you couldn't sell a comic with it. <laughs> so, no. yeah, you're right. It's like newspaper. You had to get rid of it, and you had to force-feed it onto yeah. the people. Yeah. So I'm wondering, yeah, it's... Rusty, what was your assessment of what you saw today first? That's, that's, that's what I want to get, get your thoughts on that. Go ahead and give me your thoughts. I was, I was thrilled with the squirrel at first. Like not thrilled with the squirrel, but thrilled as like the squirrel, like uh, how they had it. I don't know in the the movies. I've seen a lot of them with my nieces and nephews. It's like the ice world things where the the squirrel raccoon, you know, catches the nut finally. That's what I was mm-hmm. like when Lazard got benched. So I was like, mm. yes, something happened. And then they started a boil. Uh, it, it, I. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. For for when you're you're in college and you throw one touchdown and 13 interceptions, right? That's that's how. And then you're in the NFL, but I don't. I'm I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even know where to go from it. It like how do you not start Simeon or Seenan or Seen? I don't. So, so Michael, here's the deal. Here's the deal, Rusty, and that that's going to be my next question for you. Okay, you your assessment of this offense is that there's issues here, clearly. And Boyle again is supposed to be the guy that is a complete know-it-all about this offense. There's nobody that knows it better than him. And Aaron Rodgers has been in it for years. Everything's good. We're still uh-huh. seeing the same problems. 
and we're seeing an offense that is dead, right? Exactly so are you moving on from saying. Tim Boyle after this game? Is that what you want to see happen? Are you going back to Zach? I mean, I would do the Simeon thing, but all I'm saying is just how it played out, Zach would have won today. We wouldn't have had that pick six at the end of, like, what? Like, how? How? <laughs> so we get an interception, and then I'm sorry for yelling, too. My bad. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit after the game. But uh, <laughs> so we do right, and then how do you let a hundred plus yard interception come back? That uh, uh, that you tell me. Yeah, you tell me. I, I was hoping you could tell me that, that like that's yeah. what I was trying to figure out, and uh, I I don't think Zach does that because people aren't like it's weird. Like Zach can do that zip. We can bash Zach all we want, but Zach mm-hmm. can do it's it's bizarre and it's it's just so oomph. I don't I don't know what else word but oomph to say, but something's mm-hmm. holding him back or whatever. But he can do like like a zip forty a forty yarder to where you have to respect it, to where you have to play people inside the ten and you can't mm-hmm. put five defenders inside the end zone. Mm-hmm. So you have to respect the madness, if you will. And then he does this. We saw it with Wilson. Well, Zach to Garrett and, you know, Conklin's the best Here. defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Here, no, you're here, right. Here's the thing. I, I, you should cut me yeah. off. <laughs> but <you're right. laughs> no, here, here's the thing. And I think that we're looking at an offense that is having the exact same issues because, and this is the reason why I'm asking the people these questions is because I think what this game is showing us, right, in the brightest of lights, prime time, game, everybody's watching on Black Friday, is that there are offensive issues on this New York Jets team that are bigger than Zach Wilson. And it's and a line worse than Tony about. Montana ever seen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it this is, is something that I've, I've been talking about, and, and I was bashed a little for it, right? But Same here, fam, and I had you. But you're right. You were bashed royally. There, there was no one. There's no one that you can say that knows this offense better than Tim Boyle. Nobody. Outside of Aaron oh, Rodgers. Oh, no, that's false. I'm sorry. Nobody. Oh, well, you're right. So don't tell uh, me oh, you I can't open the sarcasm. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't, tell me, don't tell me that you can't open up this offense for him. Don't oh. tell me that. But the other issues that we're seeing, this offensive line, not being able to hold up on their blocks, him getting mauled. He, he was sacked seven times today. I remember when people were saying, well, Zach just takes sacks. Jim Boyle, the consummate veteran, seven sacks today. 49 well, yards. Well, what happens to a Boyle? I mean, they two get picks. It. Yeah, two picks. I mean, today. a Boyle a boil in the description of a Boyle is a yeah. stay-in-place standard it, 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 situation that gets popped, and when it does, it's not good. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I, I think uh, what just, we're looking at here is we're finally coming to a realization. You know, some Jets fans are coming to a realization that the issues are bigger than just Zach. Just, oh, yeah. This, today, put that on display. So before I let you go, oh, thousand. give me your thoughts, man. There's Jets fans that want to see Sulla, Hackett, fired. Do you think that that's reality? G, you're next. I honestly – Dude, I love Coach Sala. 
I, I, I hope we can. Like, I wish there was a world to where him and Ulbrich can stay, which I understand if Ulbrich has to go, I'm cool with that. If Sala would be able to stay at D.C., but we could promote Coach Ron to, to head coach. Dude, I, I love Ron Middleton. Dude, he's the, he's the freaking best. Like, yeah. how, how, yeah. you know, what, you, you know, everybody Listen. wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die? Like, what? How do you not go to war for that? And then he proves it. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, not, but, listen, you know, I, I hear you. I, I don't think that, I don't think it happens, but uh, there's Jets fans screaming for changes. Listen, Rusty, I got to slide off. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Absolutely. Salute to you. Happy Thanksgiving, too. And uh to the savages. Salutes. We'll get through this. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. we will eventually. But, you know, yeah. tsunamis. Let's go, Jets. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Listen, I'm just asking questions. That's all I'm doing. I'm just asking questions. Okay? Guys struggling to get open, same thing today. Oh, Zach, all he does is target Brees Hall. You want to look at where, uh, where uh, you know, Boyle was going with the ball a lot today? A lot of check down stuff, getting the ball out of their hands quickly. Because that's all you can do. I'm just asking questions, folks. That's all I'm doing. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next! We're going to G. G is in the building. Salutes to you, G. For those of you that do not know, G, he's a savage. G, salutes to you, my friend. I'm up here and I'm asking questions, G. And I I, I want to hear your takes on this. From what you saw during the New York Jets offense, in this game against the Miami Dolphins, what is your assessment of this, man? And where do you place the blame for most of the issues that we saw today? Mm. Joe, first of all, thanks for doing the whole show, uh, this part, as well as everything while watching the game. Yeah, where do, you, where do you put the – oh, no, most definitely. You always come through. Um, yeah, now where where do you put the blame is, is – <sighs> I, I, you know, I put it there a couple times in the chat. I, there's so many different places. What type of personnel are we working with? So that starts with JD. Um, what type of coaching are we working with? You know, and and it's all about situations. You know, JD's young, you know, but not young anymore. Uh, Salah, young, not young anymore. But let me get to my point. Like, I saw creativity with Michael LaFleur, and I'm not going to bring this up because I know everybody's just like, Michael LaFleur, trash, 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 and is it? No, go but ahead, we yeah. saw some creativity. We saw creativity there. We're not seeing it anymore. We're seeing Adam Gase like, and before you heard the announcers, they were going back like 50 years, 40 years, 30 years about how inept this is. So how many Jets coaches do I need to name? Like, it's, 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 I, I guess it's a, unanswerable question besides you got to look at personnel and then you got to look at what is the offensive person doing because everybody's you know since Gase you know and prior to has been defensive coaches so it's it's so hard to put it together and then you look big picture and you think like the whole NFL who's doing it with so many 
I, this is not about the excuses, but the story is like how many offensive line like put together did we have? Max Mitchell abused, <laughs> like Newman abused, so many things happening. And I just don't know any other team that's going through it. You know, I put it there in the chat too. Like, you know, I'm out here, as you said, with the area code 408. I'm out here in Niners country and like to see Purdy and and Debo, like and like 9,000 people on the front, on the defensive line that are all first rounders. It's like, it can be done, y'all, but we just are not. It's one thing or the other. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad bit of all. To answer your question, I mean, I think it's got to be part personnel, part all thing. I, I'm a big fan of Salah. I don't put this on him because it's the same passes, the same three-yard passes that have been thrown even when Zach was in there. So what do you do? <laughs> you know, what do you do? Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I don't know if you're on Bluetooth or something. Maybe you have a headset, but if you could correct that a little bit because you're breaking up just a little bit. But <clears throat> Okay, I'll try that. What, I, what I'm stunned by, what I'm stunned by, you're giving us some great takes. Here's what I'm stunned by is that there were screens for weeks to get rid of Zach Wilson as a starting quarterback, which, okay, fine. I was told, though, by multiple people that Zach Wilson was the sole issue of why all of these things were happening. <clears throat> That's what I was told. I was mm-hmm. told, because when I, when I, and again, y'all can go back and listen to this. I'm just here asking questions. I'm not a Zach apologist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I said, well, yeah, Zach isn't, He's not playing like Mahomes or Hurts, but man, there's bigger issues than just him that nobody's talking about. Okay. Alan Lazard being one of them. And I'm mm-hmm. talking, I've been mm-hmm. talking about Alan Lazard for about two or three weeks. I'm talking about turning the heat up on his keister. And people are mm-hmm. like, no, no, it's not that big of a deal. Really? Okay. The yeah. drops, issues today. Guys not getting mm-hmm. over. Oh, there was issues with that today, right? Nobody's mm-hmm. really open mm-hmm. outside of Garrett Wilson every now and then. And if it ain't him, then Brees Hall is just, you know, out there, you know, coming out that backfield. What about mm-hmm. this offensive line? I've been – and, G, you've been here. I've said, hey, this offensive mm-hmm. line, mm-hmm. they're letting up pressure like never before. Well, they cut Chris Blazer. Max Mitchell was destroyed today, as usual. And that right side mm-hmm. struggled with pressure. Right. Now, Beckham yeah. wasn't playing today either. Carter Warren was in. But that right side was horrific. Phillips had a field day. Mm-hmm. Here yeah. we have the guy that knows the offense better than, at least better than Zach Wilson. But the offensive play calling looks exactly the same as when Zach Wilson was playing. Mm-hmm. So at this point, G, where, when do you think people are going to see that the offensive issues are bigger than Zach Wilson. And it's not just yeah. about, like, personnel. <laughs> it ain't just about, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the offensive line is, is bad. Like, guys are dropping balls. There's okay. penalties. When are people going to start talking about Nathaniel Hackett and this offense, this awful play calling? Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong there. Like, a lot of times you're not wrong at all. Like, uh People just, you know, they they can't see that uh, what was going on with that. Those again, those those short passes, those like, you know, I'm gonna take like one second step back and throw it. Like everyone knows, everyone in the stadium knows that yes. it's gonna be this or yes. that it's gonna be this little mm-hmm. bit to off the breeze hall. That's why they're jumping the passes and knocking them down and things as such. Yeah. So 
yeah, as much as I'm on, you know, like on some on some personnel bit, it's like, well, what can you do with what you got? Of course, yeah, a fair fair amount of like, you know, uh, you know, criticism and mm-hmm. critique and like wonder or whatever these coaches got to do has to go to why are we calling plays like this? Now, I, you know, and, and it's in their defense that I always go back to, well, how much time do they have when dudes getting like run over like? You know, like mm-hmm. hey, Jalen Phillips before he got hurt was just making Max Mitchell just like, hey, give me your lunch, kid. It was it mm-hmm. was just uh, all over. And so yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, uh, you know, you got to go back. I think and look at the many, the different years, the Gase years, and who he had under him. Though he was probably calling all that stuff. Like I, I would better would look. You know, like I said, with, with commentators, you know, and the people that follow the stats. You know, knowing that this is like historically and that. Um, that's you know mm-hmm. that's a good question for those type of folks. So it's a it's a really good question, and I think like you know if, if in doing the research and you check and you just see yep it's the same type of plays as when we were doing this this and this and the other number seven <laughs> Kenny O'Brien going back in the day for y'all um you know was running it like if they're if they're not doing stuff you know though Kenny actually threw it um like you know if, if they're like doing stuff like that then that's that's your answer right there. I think it's it's a combination. It's personnel. It's coaching, mm-hmm. but again, you know, like credit credit to Salah. Again, I'm gonna come across as like a Salah apologist, but I like him as a motivator. I like him as mm-hmm. a person. Maybe not the best time management, but he did. What do, what do we want? We want to see Noah Zama. I didn't see Uzama today. I saw a record in there. We wanted to see Alan Lazard get. He made some tough decisions, and still, mm-hmm. you know, dudes is dropping balls and not. Uh, it's like I don't know. I mean, and and you know, you get me on the right day, I'll have something to say about Salah too, but. It's like, come on. <laughs> like, it, 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 Listen, I, I hear you, and I hear you. And, and look, I, I think that Robert Sala is a good coach. Um, I don't think he's I – don't, I don't personally think he's going to get fired. But, man, I tell you what, you watched what we've seen out here, and you watched that defense go – this defense play to the wall. Even today, they played yeah. very well. Exactly. They just cannot hold up for – four quarters of this every single game of the season yeah. where, you know, I mean, damn near every single game of the season, but they can't yeah. hold up like this when an offense just is going out there and not producing at all, at all. And, and can, I think that can somebody I, can I say something caught. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, quickly, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to go off of what you were saying like there, and, again, it's going to make me seem like I'm, you know, cheerleading for Robert Sollard, but, like, he did pull, you know, Quentin Jefferson out after that, like, penalty where, you know, Jefferson comes at the guy, you know, after getting pushed down or things mm-hmm. and such. So we're seeing coaching moves be made. And if anyone's going to question, you know, defense, just check out that, you know, that Philly game where things are tough. Yeah. I mean, there's things that are happening that, you know, couldn't have happened mm-hmm. if the defense and, you know, someone's not there coaching that side and no discredit to over mm-hmm. But so anyway, so I apologize for taking you off. But you were, you were saying exactly what I was thinking. It was like, oh, man, you know, this guy's trying his best, but. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, at at the end of the day, like, it's going to get to the point where I can foresee in the future where this defense, it's going to boil over. This defense Mm -hmm, is going to get tired of going out there week after week after week and putting out clinics and still getting destroyed, you know, 32 to 7. 20, 20, 27 to 10 because an offense and and you're only scoring those 10 points in garbage time because they're letting up. This defense is going to get tired of that. And I'm wondering at what point we're going to start looking around. And again, this is one game with Boyle right here. This guy's a fluent veteran of, of, of the offense. 
when are we going to start looking around saying, hey, these, Zach and, these, these issues are way bigger than Zach Wilson, way bigger. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. way bigger issues than Zach Wilson here, way bigger. Yeah. And I think if this is not yeah. the game that's going to show people that, I, I don't know what will. But, G, we've been talking yeah. for quite a bit. Before I yeah, let no you problem. go, man, give me your thoughts about what you're seeing. Give me your thoughts about the defense and some of the highlights that you saw today, man. What are your thoughts about Sauce? What are your thoughts about, about Quentin Williams and those guys? Because I, I want to I shine a positive light on them as well because they're going yeah. out there and playing yeah. again. They gave up 34 today, but that – this was a tough 34 where they were putting yeah. in a lot of really bad situations. Give me your thoughts about what you saw from the defense today. Yeah, and just give it a give it up to you, Joe, Joe, and anybody that's that's on here right now. Look at Joe like ending the call with like this positive tip because I mean the defense <laughs> the defense tried the defense tried the ball right. You know, like we we as Jets fans got to rally around whatever good we can. And so I appreciate uh, that thing. What did I see? I saw, you know, Q still trying to bulldoze and do, you know, I finally figured out that that whole roll thing he does is like a roll tie thing because when I saw the deep, when the Miami did it, I was just like, oh, so that's what it is, that little dance that uh, Q does. But he was doing mm-hmm. his thing, Quincy doing his thing, and Eccles. Can we, you know, now just agree with what the stats say? Like when it comes down to like RDBs, you know, obviously Michael Carter is mm-hmm. there. But then Echoes comes up, comes through. Like you just don't throw against him. That's why Tua is throwing like two point one seconds. He's like, I right, hear this out real quick. You know, we make every quarterback mm-hmm. look like it. But when you got an offense that goes it. But anyway, I'm not gonna end on the negative. Echoes <laughs> him. Williams and oh, isn't it gonna be sad to see uh, Huff go? I, I know you gotta hang up this phone call right now and, and pick up your other lines. But yeah, no, no, when, I, when I, Huff I, goes, I'm gonna be so sad, dude. I'm be so sad. You don't think we're gonna resign Michael? You don't think we're gonna resign Bryce Huff? I, I think Bryce Huff is priced himself out, my man. I think he's the, the book is out on him, and if folks need him and they got the cash, they're gonna do it. Aaron's gonna cost what he's gonna cost. I don't know what they're going to decide with Makai, but, yeah, I don't know. Just call me a pessimist. Like, as much as I want Huff, I don't know what's going to happen. But I hope we can. Gee, I'm going I'm to keep you on for a little bit longer because you just open the door. and You do this every time you <laughs> yeah, come on here. I don't know if you do it purposely. I don't know if you do it purposely, but I, I, like, I like where you're going. Hey, I like to give you things to talk, talk about because I like, I like what you guys to <laughs> talk about. I like what you guys to talk about. Yeah, no, listen, I want to touch on that. The New York Jets are going to have some decisions to make, and this is what I talked about. Or I started to kind of allude to this with Makai Becton. If you think this offensive line is bad now, oh, brother, wait until the offseason when you have to make a decision on Makai Becton because if you don't get him signed, and again, left tackles of his ilk don't come cheap. Even guys that are average on the free agency market, guys that are average or like below him, they still be getting paid. To be starters, they still mm-hmm. get paid. This guy is an elite mm-hmm. left tackle. He's back to being elite again. And for the, all of those of you that did not want him to get that fifth-year option, baby, you got your wish. And it ain't go, it's going to mm-hmm. turn into a nightmare because we could have mm-hmm. had him for cheap, and we don't. So now you either got to pay him or franchise him, and franchise him is a ton of money. Paying him is a ton of money. Good luck with that. Now, yeah. Bryce Huff, you were just talking about him. That's, that's a great analysis there. They better pray that they get Bryce Huff back because if you don't, you're going to have some problems going forward. And here's what it is. You better make sure Will McDonald, he's looking like he's going to be that guy, right? He's showing us. Jermaine Johnson, Mm -hmm. solid. But in this league with passers, 
like we have Super Bowl aspirations, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Herbert. I can keep going on with the names. Deshaun Watson, who's going to get back. We saw Russell Wilson, who's getting better. If you do not have guys, more than one, more mm-hmm. than two, mm-hmm. you need three or four in this league. In this league to chase yeah. down Patrick Mahomes, that's why the Eagles went and got Jalen Carter and all those guys. There. That's, when, that's why the Bills went and signed Von Miller when they already had Rousseau and Ed Oliver and all those other guys because they know. Well, why don't you talk about chase. the West Coast? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm talking about the West yeah, Coast. I why did why Chase I, Young Bosa? <laughs> so keep going, keep going. I'm sorry, sorry. Like I mean, I you did said want, it. You I, said look, it I watched it. Gee, I watched it like you. I'm forced to watch those guys. Okay, mm-hmm, up in FF, mm-hmm. way too much. Mm-hmm. All right, it's not even mm-hmm. fun at this point. It's not even funny. Chase Young, but you're right. Bosa, keep with your point. Fred keep Warner. Your point. Do you want to? All right, that's enough. Yeah. All right, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Niner love. Okay, listen. Mm-hmm. If you do not have multiple guys, you're going to be in trouble. Huff right now is at like yeah. near the top of the league and or at the top of the league in pressure rates. You have to get oh, him yeah. restarted. Oh, yeah. You have to. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Like it, it's it's there's going. I'm telling you, this is going to get very interesting this coming off season. Very interesting on multiple levels. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers, yeah. as great as he is, he can't cover up for everything because we saw that this year. If you don't protect him. You'll see where he's at. He's gonna be on the sidelines again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've got to figure all of this stuff out. Gee, we got to figure all of it out. I don't want to go too far because we got games coming. Yeah. And we'll be talking in the off season, mm-hmm. but you do this on a weekly basis. I want to let you know every time I talk to you, you always say something to try to get me to talk about some some stuff upcoming. But because you got I'll some tell good taste, my man. You got some good taste, my brother. Yeah, thank you, yeah. <laughs> thank you. And I love I love talking to you. But 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 uh. I got to go ahead and slide off. Listen, G, next time yeah. I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Most definitely. Go Jets, man. Yes, right. absolutely. Listen, man, I'm telling y'all, the New York Jets, we, we got to figure some things out, and I'm hoping we get better going forward. I'm hoping we do. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> boy, oh, boy, is there some decisions that need to be made. And, again, I think today shows you but these offensive issues are way bigger than Zach Wilson, way bigger. We're going to keep it into the lines, 515-602-9639, because, brother, <laughs> this offensive line is poop. It's, it's poop. And we're, going to get, we're going to get back to the lines before I just go off on a rant here. I think Tim's on the line here. This is Tim. We've got to talk to him. Listen, we're going to Tim. For those of you that do not know Tim, oh, he's a savage. <laughs> What's up, Joe? Tim, what's going on, Tim? Listen, Tim, Alan Lazard was benched today. Tim Boyle was a New York Jets starting quarterback, but we're seeing the same offensive struggles from the Jets. Mm-hmm. And we're also seeing heavy penalties and sloppy play, man. Give me your thoughts about your analysis on what you saw from the New York Jets against the Dolphins. Uh, one word, unwatchable. Unwatchable. Oh. I mean, I am just, mm-hmm. I'm appalled, dude. I'm just appalled. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it really goes to show, it really does go to show how easily influenced we all are into thinking that oh, most of the blame falls on Zach Wilson. 
You know, because, because look, I, we all point out the issues with the offensive line. We all point out the issues with the wide receivers. But predominantly the blame has gone on Zach. And, you know, today I, I think was a wake-up call for everybody in the organization, especially Coach Sala. Mm-hmm. That he needs to look at, he needs to look at for, you know, I'm kind of tired about, I'm tired about the injury talk. I feel like every year we're using the injuries as an excuse, every year. Mm-hmm. And there's other teams that have just as many injuries that perform and execute. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm starting to think it's Hackett. I'm starting mm. to think it's Hackett. I mean, the offensive line's fine, but there's ways to get Brees Hall the ball, even if you have a bad offensive line. Yeah. It's simple, it's simple as that. Just keep dumping it off. I don't care if they got to dump it off to him on screens 40 times a mm-hmm. game. Give mm-hmm. it to the guys who can get yards I, and see what happens. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then maybe something good happens, and then next week you could take the same approach. I mean, it's just been horrendous. Yeah. You know what's crazy is that, and this, this is a good take, and we're, we're going to keep on talking to him. You know what's crazy? <clears throat> I hate the Dolphins more than any other team in the league. I hate the <laughs> Dolphins more than any other team in our division. And I know people hate the Patriots more, but I hate the Dolphins. I cannot stand them. I've never, ever liked them. But what I saw from McDaniel on the other side today, offensively, was unbelievable. And that shows me why he's the head coach and why they consider him one of the brightest, one of the brighter offensive minds in this league. You know what I don't see on the Jets? I don't see them utilize the players the same way he does within his offense. Because you know what he does? He'll just put a guy like Tyreek Hill. I want to get Tyreek Hill the ball. So I'm going to put him in the backfield. And I'm going to have him run out of the backfield like I would Brees Hall or anybody else, and I'm going to use different personnel packages to get guys the ball. My screens, if, if I'm if Mike McDaniel, his screen game is crazy. I was talking about that during the game. They were running screens that didn't look like screens until you saw them materialize, and by then it was already too late. <laughs> it's yeah. already, by the yeah. time you realized it was a screen, it was already too late. They were already into it, and you were like, what? Some of the ways that they run the football, the formations they use, the motions that they use, the trick stuff that they use. There was a play, I don't remember, I think it was in the, in the second quarter or the first, when Tua, it looked like he, yeah, that, that, pull, that option stuff where it looked like he actually handed it off to Mozart. No, he had actually yep. flipped it out to Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek ran for a bunch of yards. And I was like, what in the world is going on out there? And you could see that there's so much going on out there, so much motion, and so much, everything's moving so fast that even though the Jets' defense was playing solid, you could tell for a minute they were thinking, and that's the worst thing you want to do when you're a defensive yeah. player have to think. You just want to go out there and play. But then after the defense would get a stop, I would see the Jets' offense come out there, and they look stagnant. <laughs> you don't have to worry about where the ball's going. You know where it's going. Yep. It's either oh, going to Brees Hall. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's going to Brees Hall or it's going somewhere else. So I'm wondering – when are people going to start to turn the heat up on Hackett? Because this is Tim Boyle. He's your guy. He's the guy that yeah. you said that you brought in here as a backup. He knows the offense. There's no reason for you not to open up the playbook. Today should have been, and I'm going to give it back to you, Tim. I just want to finish this. Today should have been the, the coming out party. Today should have been, you should have seen everything that you have in the bag. Because there's no reason not to. This guy right. knows everything. 
There's no reason. You don't have to worry about whether he's going to be swimming and not understand things or he's going to be behind. This guy knows everything. We saw Mm -hmm. none of that. We saw the same thing. The same thing. Slow, dead offense. Tim, give me me a word on that, Tim. I mean, it's just just bad. It's just poor coaching. I mean – why not? To your point, Joe. Right now, now let me let me let me be the devil's advocate for what you said real quick, and then I'll go into my thoughts. When you have when you have a player like when you have a player like Tyreek Hill, you know you you can you can sway the entire defensive side of the ball by where you line him up in motion, and you know he's the kind of player that you either have to commit a bunch of people in if he's in the backfield to try not to let him get get wide or get out. And then when you do that, you know, they just flip it over the top to a tight end across the middle. And so it is kind of – I can see where it would be extremely frustrating to have somebody like that on the team um, that can pretty much do anything and be anyone because he's faster than everybody else. So he can be – you know, he can mm-hmm. play every position basically. Um, mm-hmm. We don't really have a guy like that. And like you said, we're so yeah. one-dimensional. It's like when Brees mm-hmm. Hall's in the game, it's a run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or a screen. Mm-hmm. And every, mm-hmm. everything else, it seems like all of the pass plays are like the same plays over and over again that keep getting broken up mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. And there's, I haven't seen any, like, interesting play calls from Hackett at all. Why not this, Joe? Why not put Abanaconda in the backfield, put Brees Hall in the backfield, and maybe stick Brownlee in, the slot, in like, the screen position? And then do some kind of option shit stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Watch it, watch, like, it, watch, we, watch we, it. Family show. Yeah, I hear you. Go ahead. I know, I know. We, have, we have no creativity. And I think the mm-hmm. biggest reason, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, I think the biggest reason that Hackett is not getting like, destroyed at this point in the media and by our fans is because they know if they destroy Hackett, they're indirectly destroying Aaron Rodgers' choice. And a lot of people are not willing to do that right now because they still want to see Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform. But, you know, look, I'm starting to be not one of those people, man. I'm starting to be this guy who said, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers came over. We paid him all this money. He, he played four snaps. He brought Hackett over. He brought Lazard over. Hackett's doing awful. Can't, can't call anything creative to make, to make this thing go at all. And Lazard just got benched. So, mm-hmm. I mean – did we? I mean, did we really just get the get the shaft on this whole thing, or what? I don't look. I I tell you what, Lazard is. I've been on him for a minute. Lazard is is playing bad, and we'll see what happens as it goes forward. But to this point, I'm looking at, and we'll get to the next caller in just a second. I'm looking at the this, this situation like this, and I want to go back to what you were talking about about the motion, and we don't have a guy. I'm not saying that Garrett Wilson is. Tyreek Hill yet, right? He's definitely a guy that's ascending, though, right? I'm not saying that he's an elite wide receiver because you can't necessarily say that yet. He's not a Devontae Adams or a, a Jamar Chase. He's not those guys just yet. But he's a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or offensive uh, coordinator. But I will tell you this. He is our weapon. He's the guy that we can go to, right? He, he, he's a, he was a, you know, Rookie offensive rookie of the year last year, like he's a guy that we can go to. 
The fact that we're not motioning him around and utilizing him in different ways is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You don't really think the defenses have to commit. They have to commit something to stopping Garrett Wilson. We see it every week. They be doubling him. We see it every week. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Garrett is not a chopped liver and they don't pay attention. No, they know. That's why they double him. But we're not motioning him. We're not utilizing him in different ways. You just talked about Izzy Anabana-Kanda. I was talking about that during the game, live. Why is mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook still getting carries? Why? Why? I thought Michael Carter was gone so we can get Izzy involved. Izzy's not involved at all. He didn't get nothing. Nothing today. Yeah. Why are we not about speed? Yeah. I, I don't get it. I just that that is what's killing me, because Mike McDaniel has been calling like this for a minute. He's been calling plays like this for a minute, and there's been uh, there's other offensive coordinators. You look at the way the Lions utilize their offense, utilize their different guys. There's so many coordinators around the league that are finding a way to be to 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 invent or be creative with their offenses. They're finding ways to get their guys to football, even if you know it's coming. And they're still having more success than us. And so it's just, again, it just, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, hey, all these problems that we're seeing and we screamed about, we're still having them now. And it's mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Give me, give me the final word on that, uh, Tim. <sighs> well, I'm, I'm feeling real negative, Joe. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm really trying. I've been trying for 25 years to stay positive. Mm-hmm. Season after season, you know, there's a glimmer of hope, and then it, they crush mm-hmm. our soul and, and suck out our heart by the end of the season, right? And yeah, I don't know what they're – I really don't know what they're doing, you know? Like, in my head, it's like they're from – from an organizational standpoint, they're probably looking at the four and six. You know, Aaron Rodgers comes out with that big public statement about how all these teams weren't out of it, even after starting four and six, and blah, 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 blah. And uh, – here we are, and we're in this this big pivot game. I consider this like a huge pivot game where if we can take mm-hmm. this game down, then we might be able to go on a run, you know, hold out for Aaron to come back, something happens. But people mm-hmm. aren't seeing the forest through the trees right now. I mean, what they should be mm-hmm. looking at is the fact that when we are missing two players, our entire team disintegrates minus the defense. Yes. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and it's just – and it's like pathetic. It's like straight-up pathetic. Like – Yeah. I mean, for, first we went, how many games with Zach Wilson? We couldn't get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. let's give Tim Boyle a shot so he can throw a 99-yard pick six on a Hail Mary at the end of a half. I mean, it's just everything that we do creates a whole new level of embarrassment that I didn't even know existed. Mm. And, and it's really hard for me to kind of reconcile that. I mean, you could say a couple things. You could say Hackett is a hack. Complete hack who just has been getting around the league through his friendships over the years and, you know, mm-hmm. getting accolades for the, the play of the quarterbacks that he's coached and not really because of what he's doing. And uh, mm-hmm. you could say that. You could, a lot of people are critical of Salah. I personally love Salah. I think he's a great head coach. Um, mm-hmm. I, think he, I think he does what a head coach should do. When you, when, if you're a defensive head coach, your offense should be in the hand of an offensive coordinator. And he did the right yeah. thing there. Unfortunately, Hackett yeah. can't hack it. So, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Get rid of the coach. Get rid of Lazard. Forget Aaron Rodgers this season. Bring in Abanaconda into every game. Bench Cook. Bring in Brownlee for Lazard. Mix up the play call. I mean, go nuts. You know what I mean? Go into the, go into mm-hmm. the office after this game and say, all right, I want 
20 of the craziest plays you guys can imagine on my desk tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. and we're going to run all of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. shake it up, dude. Like, every team comes in, like, just chuckling to themselves because they're like, this quarterback's not throwing anything to anybody. We just got to come no. down, put pressure on him. He'll fold, he'll fold like a folding chair, and we'll mm-hmm. win the game. And that's exactly what happens. And then on the flip side of that, too, Joe, like the point you made earlier, yeah. the difference is mm-hmm. with Mike McDaniel and his squad, and I heard them mention this during the game, and it's absolutely right. He, he, it's the execution. He stresses yes. the execution. All of these guys yes. are executing their job. Blockers that have to block 10 yards away after a play starts four seconds ago are in that position 10 yards away, knocking somebody down. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah. they can get down the field. That's why their triple options work. That's why they're so confusing out of the backfield. And then eventually it opens up a 99-yard pass to Tariq Hill. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. That's it. That, we just I'm, can't, we can't yeah. execute, man. We just can't execute no. at, at a professional level at this point. And it's, like, embarrassing as heck. I mean, every professional coach, no matter how bad your team, should be mm-hmm. able to throw in a couple plays that create yardage. Mm-hmm. We can't get any yards at all. We can't get third downs. We can't get touchdowns. <laughs> we can we could barely get field goals. I mean, we missed an extra point today. <laughs> you know what the guy, you know what Kirk Herbstreet said, and he, and I'll even hear. You know what he said after Go after ahead. the pick six. He, he said, he said if there was one, <laughs> he said if there was <laughs> one play that I could choose to define the Jets this season, it would be that play right there. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, it, I mean, the level of patheticness is embarrassing. I mean, I don't even know, I don't even know how to defend this team to my friends anymore. Usually it's like, yeah, yeah but we got the best defense. Look at our defense. It's so yeah. great. These guys are studs. They're great. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. even anymore because yeah. the, the offense is just trumping the embarrassment so much yeah. that nobody even thinks about the defense anymore. It's just, it's wild, Tim. Tim, I got to slide off. I got other callers. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. This was a fire call from you, man. No doubt, Joe. Always good talking to you. Go Jets, man. Absolutely. Go Jets. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. I'm just listening and asking questions, man. That's all I'm doing. Next! We're getting to a caller. You're looking like a new caller here. Give me your name, where you're from. And give me your thoughts on this Jets loss, my friend. And we got to get rid of Joe Douglas. Hold, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. What, say it again. What, what's your name? Where you're from? It's Val. It's Val. Oh, Val's coming back. For <laughs> Listen, for those of you that do not know, okay, Val's calling in from a new number. Seven. Seven. Val sneaking back up here. Val, go ahead, man. All right, man. Listen, we we got to – nothing to the other callers and stuff like that, but it's just like mm-hmm. what has Robert – Robert Sala, I feel like, is a, a coordinator. He's like a more of a, a better defensive coordinator than a head coach because mm-hmm. my thing is as a CEO head coach, he would have definitely took down – he would have, um, you know, told – I would say um, Daniel Hackett to, to step down from the play calling if stuff is not going right. I will say, man, um, I just feel like the adjustment of the, the teams, I mean, the adjustment of the players and the, and the play calling has been, you know, it, it definitely needs to get better as, as well too. I just feel like, you know, this team, man, it, it's very stalemate. As you just seen the Dolphins, 
they utilize their talent just like how you were saying. That's 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 key right there, utilizing your talent. And I want to get on Alan Lazar real quick because I didn't get him get on him on the, the Buffalo Bills game, man. Because the Buffalo Bills, man, when that game, this man, they caught an interception. He ran back and he went to go and hug the guy. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I, I was like, you deserve to get benched for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why are you going to hug a guy? Then on top of that, you're dropping the balls left and right, and you're mm-hmm. supposed to be this $44 million player and that you're getting mm-hmm. $11 million every year for four years and stuff, and you're not producing. Mm-hmm. And I see why yeah. Green Bay Packers was so swiftly to get rid of um, um, Alan Lazar. Yeah, you know, here, here's the deal, and I want to play devil's advocate on this take about about Sulla, right? Because I want to give both both mm-hmm. sides. We used yes, to have sir. a really great head coach here named Rex Ryan. Anybody remember him? Two AFC championships back to back. He was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. His defense was screaming. I'm talking screaming, and it was getting it done. But at one point, the offense couldn't get it done. And at one point, things were falling down, falling apart. Even though Rex had a top defense in this league, we still fired him because he couldn't get an office together and he couldn't get a quarterback to figure things out. Even though he had hired multiple offensive coordinators, multiple, they still fired him after two AFC championships back to back. So if Rex can face that scrutiny, why can't Robert Sullivan? Exactly. Exactly. I'm just, I'm just, asking, I'm because... just asking questions. I'm, hold on. I, I want to make this very okay. clear. I'm just looking at the other side of the coin. I love Robert Sullivan. But I'm just saying that I don't think it's going to come this season. I'm going to say this. I don't think it's going to come this season. But next season, when Aaron Rodgers comes back, which is when I think he should come back, if the New York Jets do not do something, I'm talking about make the playoffs or something, I could see things going left here. I'm just going to say that. Go ahead, Val. Go ahead. I'm going to give you the final word on this. Okay, and I absolutely agree with you on that as well, too, because my thing is I love Rob Basala as well, too. I'm not going to say he's a great head coach because great is going to Super Bowls and actually going to the playoffs and going deep into the playoffs as well, too. I would say he's okay. He's been okay. We've been having losing seasons after losing seasons. And, yes, you know, we have a great defense. We had a back-to-back great defense with the offense and the adjustments as well, too, hasn't really been up to part as well. Um, holding people accountability, we're finally seeing it this season, but it takes so long for them to actually make the adjustments, like the in-game adjustments. The left tackle position, we we seen that in the beginning. Dwayne Brown, we've been talking about that with um, Makai Beckton. He shouldn't even been on the right side. He should have been on the left side in the beginning. But us as fans, we know that. Why the head coaches don't know that, that they see them every day and practicing mm-hmm. with them. And that's my problem with Robert Sala is the in-game adjustments, Yes, he did get better from the beginning of the start, but I'm still not seeing those. Where is that CEO head coach that we brought here? And, you know, that um, Joe Douglas had hired to be that CEO head coach. He said, I'm not touching the offense. I'm not touching the defense. I'm going to be the CEO. And where's that accountability if the, of that person, regardless if he's your friend or regardless if you had a, you know, history with that guy, where is the accountability to that um, you know, if they're not producing and putting their jobs, you know, on full display. Because it's basically the same thing over and over. As you've just seen the Dolphins, they utilize their talent. 
You had Eric the enemy that could have possibly came here. We should have hired him. Mm-hmm. If you wanted some, he he won Ooh. Super Bowls. This guy just got fired after um one season as a head coach. So you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? If you're the if you're Joe Douglas, this is on you as well too because you was the person mm-hmm. that hired Daniel Hackett. Regardless of what Silas says and regardless of his friendship with um Daniel Hackett, you could have went out and got Eric the Enemy that went to multiple Super Bowls with the Kansas City, which was two or three or something like that. Yeah, it's two, but. Still, mm-hmm. That's the person that you get because they go to the playoffs every year. And he's actually doing good with the Washington Commanders regardless of the talent that they have. But can you imagine if he was with this team right now? This team would be running and gunning. And definitely you're going to be looking the same and stagnant and stuff. And I also want to touch yeah. on this, man, because the Jaguars, you even said it this offseason. You was like, man, we got Nathaniel Hacken. Listen, if he, if he can make – um, Blake Bortles look good. He could make Zach, Zach Wilson look good because he's not going to really mm-hmm. depend on the um, passing. He's going to run the ball. And as mm-hmm. you see right now, he doesn't know what to do. He is basically the same <laughs> thing. And, I, and honestly with you, man, uh, Blake Bortles had a better, you know, he's he's been <laughs> looking better than Zach Wilson too. I'm just going to put it mm-hmm. out there. But I, I will mm-hmm. say, man, yeah, and the, the problem is right now is the Daniel Hackett. He's the main problem. Joe Douglas, he's another problem as well, too. I love Joe Douglas. He's very good when it comes to trades because now mm-hmm. we've got our first, our first pick, and that turns into a second pick. That was a great job by him because he was a stalemate, and he def- definitely did a couple of things. But he miss- he had mm-hmm. a lot of misses when it comes to free agents and a lot of misses when it comes to some judgment especially not utilizing mm-hmm. the backup position of quarterback, not taking it serious, when other teams mm-hmm. take it serious. And, you know, it just, it just all replicates on the organization. It's an organization here, problem, here, in here, my opinion. Here's the thing. Yeah, no, listen, Val, and I hear you. Here's the thing. I think that, listen, Joe Douglas has done a lot of great things here, and I'm not going to bash him, but he has made some mistakes, absolutely. And I think his, oh, he made a lot their of mistakes, handling yeah. of the – their, their handling of the offensive line, I think, was the biggest issue for me. Because if that mm-hmm. offensive line, if you had never depended on Dwayne Brown to be your starting left tackle, right, if you would have – man, I, I mean, I understand we were targeting that tackle, uh, Broderick Jones in the draft, but there were other guys there too that you could have grabbed or if you would have made a trade or something for a tackle way before the season started – I think the Jets would have been in a better situation, particularly if they would have just put Mekhi Becton at left tackle and started him and found a right tackle. I think we would have been better off, but we played games with that, and look at where it's gotten mm-hmm. us. I will say this. I don't think that anybody's getting fired. I'm going to say it again. As of I right now, that. right after this game, I don't think anyone's going to get fired, but i tell you what. Next season, when Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. comes back, which is when he should come back, they're going to work their tails off this offseason because if they do not do something next season, I think that that's when heads are going to roll. That's yep. when I think things are, things are going to go – it could go left. If the season go left, brother, like they could they – could, and I don't want to say this, but I'm being real. They could all be out of here, especially with how yep. quick the Johnsons are. They could all be out of here. This is the first time in their tenure that I can remember them really allowing a general manager to have the type of power, say-so, and control over the team that Joe Douglas has had. They have a history Mm -hmm. of being horrific owners 
and always being way too involved in football decisions and operations. If we don't do something next year, I don't give a damn how much Aaron Rodgers smiles. If you go out there and we don't look really good and at least be on the cusp of making the playoffs, I'm talking about 10 and something or exactly. in the playoffs, brother, because this, this fan base is going to lose it. I'm just going to be sitting mm-hmm. here listening and asking questions <laughs> like I always do, 515-602-969. But it, it's, it's going to go left. Give me your thoughts, your final thoughts on that, and then I, I got to uh, – Go ahead on, um, Val. Oh, okay. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and and I I totally agree with you because listen, he they got one more year in my opinion because if, if things doesn't change, then absolutely this is gonna be a huge change, and you gotta look at it as well too, man. You got Garrett Wilson that's gonna be on his third year, and you got Sauce Gardner that's gonna be in his third year, and then you got you know the rest of the people that we brought from that twenty twenty two draft, and CJ Mosley he's only getting older as well too. Then you gotta think about what you're going to do with Bryce Hoff. I like what y'all was conversating about that because that's going to be a huge situation. I Honestly, in my opinion, I feel like the relationship between the Jets and Makai Beckton, I feel like that's going to diminish. I feel like Makai is going to actually move on. Talk about it. Due to money. Talk about it. Due to, go ahead. Yep, due go to ahead. money Come issues. On, and Stay stuff. right there. Let's yep. go. Let's yep. go. Due to money issues as well, too, and him begging to go to the left side, and they kept saying, oh, no, just stay on the right side. Well, you know, we got our, our guy, Dwayne Brown, that's 38 years old, that's basically going to be out of the, the league next year and stuff, but you're going to cape for that guy. But, you, you know, it's just it's, it's crazy. And then on top of that, the injury issue, issues. We, we basically showed Makai Beckham that we don't trust him and his knee. So, you know, he's going to take that into play. And on top of that, we have another losing season. So it's just like, you know, everybody's seeing that, and he's seeing that as well, too. He's probably going to take his bags and go somewhere else, and then we're going to probably move on. And I, like I said, I don't want to hear nothing about Devontae Adams until we address this offensive line for sure. Because we definitely need to address that because if you're going to have nothing but pocket passers on this team, you have to get an offensive line. I, I don't care who's back there, and, and I agree with you as well, too, because you said this a couple of years ago. It doesn't matter who's back there. At least, if a mobile quarterback could at least run out of the pocket so he could dodge, you know, some some defenders, defensive lines and stuff. But if you have a pocket passer, pocket passer back there, and he's a statue, he's gonna automatically go down or probably even get injured and stuff. So you know, mm-hmm. you have to build that offensive line, and that's what we need to focus on this off season, regardless of what. But I love the edge mm-hmm. rusher, and and also I have another question real quick. Where's um what what is the um History of Kyle Lawson. Oh, Kyle Lawson was. Uh, Carl Lawson was inactive today. He's in. He was so inactive. He's been inactive for a little bit. I, the, after the season, I think he's yeah. probably going to be gone. He's been inactive yeah, that's a lot person. this year. Yeah, yeah I think he's probably going to be gone. I haven't after seen this year. him at all. Yeah, and yeah, they're paying him a active. lot of money as well too. So he might he might be the, another person that's out the door as well too. Well, whatever money mm-hmm. that we're giving him, we could definitely give it to um, Bryce Huff for sure. So I think that would take care mm-hmm. of that problem. But yeah, that's all I got for now, um, Joe. Yeah. Listen, I want to thank you for calling back in, Val. <laughs> Val slid yes, in sir. on a new number. <laughs> give me his take. <laughs> Listen, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you twice or three times. <laughs> Whatever, Val. You know I love talking football with Don't you. You have a good one, Matt. <laughs> all right, you too, man. <laughs> Man, listen, 
I'm just listening, man. I want to hear from everybody. That's what I want. All right. I want to hear takes. I want to hear uh, what folks have to say, because this is going to be a very interesting season going into the off season. Everybody's saying, well, you know, Huff is gone. Let me tell you something. Huff is the engine that really makes this defense go. His pressure that he's providing off of the edge is the reason why the New York Jets are a, a big part of the reason why the New York Jets defense looks the way it looks. You take that away. You know, you got to definitely make sure that there's a guy to replace that. And I love Will McDonald, but Will McDonald has been inactive this year at times. And I feel like if you're going to move on from Huff, you better start utilizing McDonald more and getting him more experience. You better start getting him out on that field more. Because if him him and Jermaine Johnson are going to be the guys next year, which we know, you know, they're still going to be on their their contracts, then um, you better make sure that they have all the – they have all of the, the know-how of what's up. You better make sure they have all the experience that you can give them. Because next year, Jets fans are all going to be streaming. It's going to be a Super Bowl or bust year for a lot of Jets fans. I'm telling you, when Aaron Rodgers comes back, and y'all can quote me right now, when he comes back, there are going to be a host of Jets fans that are going to scream Super Bowl or bust. Trust me. Just like we were screaming this year which in a point is, is righteous, right? So uh, that means you have to be Super Bowl caliber on all levels. And when you go up against these upper echelon teams, the Chiefs, the Eagles, we saw it this year, you have to be able to get after their quarterback. You have to be able to put pressure on them. Even the lower-level teams, the guys you'll meet right before you meet the playoff teams, you better get to them because if you don't, good luck. All right, but we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about Beckton and all that stuff coming up this off season, man. You know what I'm saying? I got takes. Right? I got thoughts, but I want to hear from you. All right, this is a phenomenal show, man. Really enjoy talking to people again. For those of you that are listening on the podcast side, this was directly after. I'm talking about directly after the New York Jets lost to the Miami Dolphins. We go live, man. I don't run from nothing. Okay, I don't run. All right, I stand tall. Chest out. I stand on business. (laughs) I stand on business. Okay? For those of you that do not know, your boy Joe, stand on business. All right? So uh, we're going to close out the show now. Salutes to all the savages. Salutes to everybody listening. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search the Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me, I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well. Go on over to Twitter. Type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. If you want to troll me, no issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times, man. Okay, I can't wait till he comes back. He's gonna be a big piece to uh, making a push going forward. We need him, man. Along with Makai Becton, <laughs> we need him, man. Boy, oh boy! All right, so we'll be down there trolling. Go ahead and again follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll? Let's get it. Okay. I'm also on YouTube as well. For those of you that may not know, going over to YouTube, type in. Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, 
you folks will be in the know. All right? Also, give the videos a thumbs up and share them across your social media with your friends and your family. For those of you that do not know this, listen, I'll be outside, man. I'll be out. And eventually you will see me. You will see me because I'll be around. And when you do see me in person, because I do be outside and I stand on business, all right, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone, especially in times like this. (laughs) It was the best of times. It was the worst of times, all right? Especially in times like this, the hugs will always remain free. I want to thank you folks for listening. I want to thank you folks for calling in. I want to thank you folks for interacting with your boy any way that you do. You folks are the absolute best. Until the next show, you folks have a good one. Peace.